The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The UN General Assembly is due to vote today demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire to the war in Gaza. The vote on the non-binding resolution comes amid fierce fighting between Israeli and Hamas forces and a worsening humanitarian situation. For more on this, we're joined by Duncan Bullivant, Special Advisor to the head of the Bosnia Peacekeeping Mission, part of the UK mission to Kosovo in '99, and Chief Executive of the Henderson Group. Good morning, Duncan. Good morning to you, Anton. This resolution, um, obviously it gives an, an insight into the thinking and views of the international community. Does it do much beyond that? No, I think what it does, it provides a litmus test to see who's who in the zoo with regard to support uh, of the Israeli position. Beyond that, obviously, as you, as you indicated in your introduction, it's a non-binding resolution. It's, it's moral. It has moral weight rather than, than legal weight. Uh, but I think th- this and the, the fact that the United States are starting to make noises now of wanting to see a, a reduction in, in civilian casualties and, and, a, and a much more measured response from Israel it, it is, is starting to, to, to help shape the, the, the conditions for Israel to actually move to a different phase of operations. At the same time, Israel is saying that Hamas is effectively on the cusp of complete disillusion. Is that to buy themselves political wiggle room or is that an accurate strategic analysis of where the situation is at? I think most of the, um, the, the the military analysis of the situation, and certainly the feedback that has been uh, garnered from the Israelis themselves over the last uh, couple of weeks, is that the Israeli military operation has has been a success beyond a lot of people's imagination, and there was a lot of criticism of Israel using using tanks and and using heavy artillery and built up areas and, and the the. The tragedy of civilian loss of life is 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 testament to that. But they do seem to have had quite dramatic uh, success, perhaps even beyond their own imagination. Uh, and I think that that coupled with the fact that there is now quite clearly uh, a situation where Israel is is starting to dominate the ground in, in Gaza militarily is you you can see a time frame now establishing where. The United States is 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 looking at at, at, at mid January for for some kind of, of 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 pause in 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 the conflict. The Israelis are saying no 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 they need to push on till the end of January. But we're starting to see a time frame, and I suspect that what what we will see is through the Christmas period and into the new year, the Israelis maintaining this incredibly high tempo of operations, and and that's really. You know, the, the, that, that's what's going to, to win it for the Israelis. The Israelis can push fresh units through in, in, onto the front line and to remain engaged w- with, with Hamas on a 24-hour basis. Hamas has no respite. There's, no, there's nowhere for Hamas to, to go and, uh, and recuperate. They, they have no reserves left. Their ammunition supplies are dwindling, uh, and they are, they are probably operating on a 24-hour basis. So the tipping point is, 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 is very close now militarily. What that then looks like going forward is, is anybody's guess. But I, I suspect that right now the United States needs Israel to stop killing civilians in such large numbers. And Israel now needs to start looking at a longer term 
more special forces, light infantry-led operation, because Hamas won't have gone by mid-end of January. It'll still be there, and there will need to be some form of aggressive policing operation in order to suppress them going forward in, in the Israeli mind. I want to get your, your analysis on what that long-term policing operation or special forces operation might look like. Before that, the time frame that you outline and the ticking clock that comes with it, does that go some way to explaining why the current fighting seems to be so fierce? Yes, I think the, 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 there's, a, there's a culminating point, as, 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 the, as, the, as the military observers call it. There's a, there's a, there comes a point in military operations where you, 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 you tip the balance effectively. And the Israelis have now got the weight of numbers to do that. The Israelis have now got the intelligence to do that. And the Israelis have got the troop dispositions to do that. They, they have effectively split Hamas in two. They've probably got the upper hand now in terms of understanding where the main command and control centers are. They've probably taken out quite a lot of the Hamas uh, leadership. They will have interrupted Hamas's command and control. So from, from that perspective, Hamas is on the back foot, admittedly fighting on home, on home turf. Uh, and of course, every day that goes by with the tragic humanitarian situation that we're seeing unfolding in Gaza, Every day that goes by, there are fewer and fewer civilians in the way of military operations because they are moving. Uh, and it would appear that the, the, from that point of view, the Israelis have created a more sort of sanitized battlefield. But of course, that's not going to prevent uh, the, the tragedies that we still see on a daily basis uh, amongst the, 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 the Palestinian community in Gaza. What's it going to look like long term then? You talked about special forces operations, you talked about policing. We've got obviously fairly direct experience of what happens when you get a guerrilla terrorist organisation embedded in a local community that is hugely committed and that is deeply resentful. I assume that is what Hamas will now be in the coming years and that this entire exercise will have acted as a recruiting ground for Hamas. I think you know the conditionality for a long-term peace and stability is 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 years away in 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 in, in, in Gaza. This isn't going to happen overnight. I think the, the the reality is that Israel is probably not the country that's going to be able to deliver the the conditionality for 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 peace and stability in Gaza in particular. That's going to have to be done by others. There, there don't seem to be very many volunteers for that role at this stage of the game. But ultimately, it's going to have to be a political uh, solution. What does that mean? Well, it, it probably means that the others, like Fatah in the region, may have to come and take a role. They were, they were very much the dominant uh, political force in, in Gaza until, until they were usurped by, by Hamas. Whether or not that provides an alternative but to, that, that is acceptable to the citizens of Gaza remains to be seen. But it's going to have to be a Palestinian-led effort. It's going to have to be Palestinians operating for Palestinians. It can't be an army of occupation or a UN peacekeeping force because that then becomes in itself uh, an army of occupation. Look at the situation in Cyprus where you've still got UN troops separating the Greek and, Greek and, and Turkish interests. And there is, again, very little appetite for long-term, expensive peacekeeping operations in the region. So I think that ultimately what what we'll see in the new year is that there will be language coming out of uh, many of the Arab states looking at holding some kind of peace uh, process, some kind of um, 
conference within the region, that will then at least allow people to start talking about the formulation of some kind of, of, of longer term peace. But I think we're a long way off that. In, ter in terms of the Israeli ongoing military engagement, I think it's going to be intelligent-led, intelligence-led, small, small team operations taking out uh, targets of, of, of value. But of course, the backdrop to all this is the fact that there are still a large number of hostages who's, who need to be returned home. And where, where they end up being played as a bargaining chip will, will obviously have a massive influence. It's a big issue for the Americans. It's a big issue for an awful lot of nations. And, I, and most importantly, and the backdrop to all this, it's a big issue for Netanyahu, because this is one of the major pressures on his administration, that and the charges of, of corruption that he faces. So I think that once there is a pause or a slowing down of what we would see as the, the high visibility, indiscriminate um, operations, that's what they look like to on, onlookers, the Israelis, the IDF would argue differently. Once there is a slowdown, Netanyahu's political, uh, the, the heat on Netanyahu uh, is, is going to increase. And I think you'll see him challenged uh, as, as leader. And I think you'll then, you'll then see different voices and different faces coming to the fore. But this is, this is not going to be resolved in, in the next couple of months. This is a couple of years you're looking at now to get some sort of return to where we were pre-7th of October. Duncan, thank you very much for that analysis. That's Duncan Bullivant, Special Advisor to the Head of the Bosnia Peacekeeping Mission, part of the UK Mission to Kosovo in 99, and now CEO of the Henderson Group. Coming the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.